Hello and welcome back to Anointed Fire. I'm Tiffany Buckner and I'm going to entitle this very short message, the most freeing message you'll ever hear. And it's just something that I am experiencing right now. Wanted to talk about it real quick. Um, before I get back to work, I do have quite a bit and I have class tonight. So with that being said, I'm in my house and I'm just really thinking I'm actually, uh, I hate to say this, but I'm in an unboxing. I ordered quite a bit bit of stuff from Amazon. Didn't realize I ordered that much stuff. Uh, woke up from a nap. Happened to go outside so that I can bring the trash can back up to the house and check the mail. And um, when I opened the door, I saw boxes stacked. And I just started laughing. I'll be honest with you. The first thought that I had was I said, well, this is one of the uh, blessings of being manless out here. <laughs> uh, but I was like, this is what I don't have to hide stuff whenever I buy it. Nevertheless, that's neither here nor there. But as I was coming back in the house, you know, I started thinking about how free I am as a person and how much joy I have. And that's what brings you joy. You know, joy is locked up. Joy comes from the Lord. It's locked up on the inside of you. But oftentimes it gets kind of strangled or it gets overwhelmed. It gets buried under frustrations. And I want to tell you where those frustrations come from. They come from the spirit of rejection. And one of the things I was thinking about is the fact that you know, just a few years ago, I had that issue where I, where I was wrestling with rejection. And a lot of times I didn't feel the freedom to just be myself. You know, I didn't feel the freedom to just just let Tiffany hang out. I felt like I needed to be very mindful of what I posted, very mindful of what I shared. I needed to be very mindful. And anytime I would just be myself and I would post up like a status that was kind of rebuking or anything like that. Um, I did get negative feedback. I would get positive feedback mostly, but I would be so focused on the negative feedback and it would just really, it would really bother me. And I would get so upset with the people, anybody that gave me negative feedback, I would get really frustrated with them because you know, I felt like, hey, that's demonic. These people are trying to stifle my voice. They're trying to silence me. Oh, what have you? So I'm a scribe by nature um, or by design, not nature, um, but I'm a scribe by design. And as such, I am a wordsmith, which means that I could eat somebody with words. And I'm not going to say, you know, if we go out in these streets and they put their hands up, I'm not saying that because one thing about it is I ain't no fight. I'm too old to be fighting anybody. I'm not looking to fight nobody. I will probably just hit them over the head with something and, and, and keep it going. Um, but when it comes to words, I will probably be Mike Tyson. Uh, but what I would do was whenever somebody would say something negative to me, you know, if I said something, if somebody said something negative, what I would do was I would rip them to pieces in the comment section. And I would leave the post up. I didn't care who saw it, but it would be a lot of times a spiritual post. It would be a good godly post. It was, it's about God. It's about, you know, what have you, but it's your own expression. Um, and then when somebody came and they said something about it, like I said, what I would do was I would, it's almost like I would send God away from the post because right then and there, I felt the need to defend myself. And I realized that that hypersensitivity had everything to do with me not feeling free enough to be Tiffany. And one of the things, one of the events that happened, I think it was 2018. Well, 2018, my mother passed away. And that's when I started going through a journey of really breaking up with rejection. I had already gone through some deliverances, but I'm talking about I started going through a journey of really breaking up with rejection because I realized that thing is tormenting. That thing would eat you alive if you allow it. That thing will talk to you. That thing will muzzle you. That thing will silence you. But I remember 2019, 
I posted up something to Facebook because I got to a place where I just didn't give three rats feathers what people thought anymore. And I had already been there to an extent in some areas of my life, but I realized that there were certain areas of my life. Like I was very mindful of what I said. Let me tell you why. This is what I learned. There were people I looked up to and my biggest concern wasn't offending most people. It was offending the people that I looked up to. Because I didn't want them to feel some type of way about me or what have you. So what I would do is, like I said, I would be very mindful. Um, so if those people, you know, engage me on Facebook, you know, with my statuses, if I posted up a status and they didn't engage the status, I, it made me feel like um, they, like I said, something that was offensive to them. And then, you know what I would do? A lot of times I'd overthink it um, and I would end up taking the, the status down. And then I end up feeling some type of way, being my house all tormented or what have you. But... I got tired of feeling that way. I got tired of feeling that way. Like I said, the death of my mother, I think that that was the one thing that really pushed me over the edge. Let me tell you why. It's because I got to a place where I just didn't care anymore. And I honestly, I miss my mother's and I, I, you know, I wish she was still here. I miss her dearly. Uh, But, you know, there are some good things that come from the tragedies in life. And that was the one thing that came from that tragedy was I lost my ability to care about what people thought the rest of it what was left the remnant of it the residue of it I lost that that went away so 2019 you know I had to start trying to come out of that I realized in 2019 I realized I was wearing a muzzle so in 2019 I started coming out I started thinking about it and I post something up and I could honestly tell like seriously I could feel I think sometimes I could feel it. Sometimes it was just really me needing deliverance. But I could tell like whenever somebody was just, you know, I I would feel like if somebody was just hating on a post of mine or something like that. And I got to a place, like I said, in 2018 uh, that I didn't care anymore. But 2019, I was still trying to go by this protocol because I realized that people were used to me not posting up a whole lot. And so 2019, I actually went through a transitional phase. Um. In 2019, I went through a transitional phase where even though I didn't care anymore, I was very mindful um, of what I said. So I didn't post up a whole lot. 2019, if you go to my Facebook page, you will find 2019. I was pretty much silent. 2019, and I hate to say this, but I regretted bringing so many people that I knew physically onto my Facebook page. Like people I went to church with, I regretted doing that. Um, and people that I knew around town, people that I regretted doing it. I, you know, I kind of wished I had just only let a few of them like, you know, mature people, because I can tell, for example, if I frustrated somebody, if I offended that person or what have you, or I would suspect that I offended them because of the way that they acted or what have you. So consequently, 2019, I was on the mission of, I, the reason I didn't post in 2019, I'll go ahead and say it was I knew that if I posted something up and somebody said something negative, I was going to eat them up. I was going to eat them up. I was going I was going to go at them in the comments because I just really didn't care. And I think toward the end of 2019, I had a moment where I realized, Tiffany, you are literally disobeying God. You are you are walking around here wearing a muzzle um and you're really in disobedience. You're really in rebellion because God keeps putting stuff on your heart that he wants you to share. But you won't share it, you know. Now I would go to YouTube and I teach and I preach, but when it came down to my page, I had too many familiar faces on my page, and I just, it, it, I felt, honestly, I felt stifled. That's the best way that I can describe it. I felt like I had been, and y'all forgive me, my dog's probably gonna start barking because I see a kid outside running. 
But um, honestly, I felt muzzled. And it wasn't that anybody in particular was muzzling me. I think it was just me. It was a spirit, honestly. So long story short, in the end of 2018, I made a decision. I went through deliverance and I made a decision. I said, I'm done with that. Forget it. I don't care what relationships I destroy by using my voice, but I'm not going to hold my voice back just for the sake of making people feel comfortable with me. I'm not going to shrink myself anymore just so people don't feel some type of way. So at the end of 2018, I posted up. I was like, hey, I'm taking a muzzle off. You know, I, I, I posted that up. I was like, I'm taking a muzzle off. I'm not doing this no more. 2020, of course, we started dealing with the pandemic. I started posting up, you know, I'm posting up what's on my heart. I'm posting up what's on my mind. But I was more of a frequent poster in 2020, but not as much because I had to get back into the rhythm of posting because I had pretty much 2019, I was almost ghost on Facebook. 2020, I started picking up the rhythm by the middle toward the end of 2020, I was right back at it. I was right back in my pace. And I can honestly say I was genuinely offending people. Wasn't trying to do it. I post up because one thing I've learned about people when it comes to ministry, everybody feels like you're talking about them, you know, and that's where that's honestly, it's a spirit. It is a spirit that's in operation, a spirit of control and witchcraft where people muzzle other people. And I started thinking, How many leaders are literally walking around here who should have a social media presence who don't because they are afraid? They are literally tormented by the thought of, okay, if I post something up, you know, this person's going to be mad at me and that person's going to be mad at me. How many leaders? And then, you know, me having pastor friends, me having leader friends and hearing their voices and hearing them basically say that they go through that. It really enraged me. It upset me because that's when I realized that, you know, because I'm a deliverance minister, I realized more and more that, hey, that's a demon. That's a spirit. And it's out here muzzling folks. And um, one of my dear friends, Apostle uh, Kenan Bridges, he said, and the only reason I'm mentioning his name is because I like to make sure people get uh, credit for their quotes. But he said something to me one day that really blessed my life. He said, Tiffany, the Bible doesn't say shepherds in sheep's clothing, uh, in wolves clothing. It said, it says sheep in wolves clothing. He says, so the Bible's not talking about pastors when it talks about sheep and wolves closing. He was like, it's talking about the sheep. He said, they bite. The people in the congregation, they bite. And that blessed my life. He said that to me in 2020. But that blessed my life because he started talking about, you know, basically people that have a spirit of control and how frequent it is. And I think for me, hearing other leaders say that I wasn't the only one going through that Help me to realize that, hey, it's a spirit and it's common. And a lot of times we don't deal with it because we kind of suffer in silence. You know, we don't post something up because we're worried about what this person's going to think. And like I said, whenever you did it, I kid you not, somebody that was bound was going to reach out to you because that you got to understand that spirit knew you were in captivity. That spirit knew that you were wearing a muzzle. And whenever your voice went out, anybody who had a particular spirit, man, God bless their soul because they would reach out and they'd be like, first and foremost, that post offended me. Um, that, you know, we have, and then they get in the comment section. And then, like I said, sometimes people that you knew that you came in contact with, a lot of times they would just walk by you. I'm talking about head in the air. You could tell they mad or what have you. And I got to a place around 2020, about mid 2020. I started walking up to folks. I'm like, you good? I'm like, you good. But after a while, I stopped that because I said, you know what? I don't care anymore because I got to do what thus said the Lord. 
I got to do it. Thus said the Lord. So I started using my voice. 2021, I I was letting loose. 2022, I am letting loose. And what I found is that the more I allow God to speak to me and through me, the more free I feel. And not only the more free I feel, the more he blesses me, the more favor that I have, the more grace that I have. And you know what's crazy is the same voice that repels some people and offends some people draws great and mighty men and women of God to you. It's amazing the favor that God has extended to me. It draws them to you because they come out and they say that what you were posting up and you don't even know who's watching you. You don't know who's watching your page. You don't know who's being blessed by your statuses. You have no idea. And I think that a lot of times if I knew, I would probably be sitting up there looking like, okay, let me make sure that I, I, my, I write my notes out a little bit more. Let me make sure I articulate this a little bit more, but I'm glad I don't know. And a lot of times again, you know, I had, um, I'm not going to say this guy's name, but I had somebody who was well, well known to, to log into one of my Facebook live, not my Facebook, but one of my YouTube lives. And I saw his name in the comment section and I'm thinking to myself, is that the such and such, you know, but you, I'm saying that to say, you never know who's listening to you. Your voice is actually needed. And a lot of times what silences us is the spirit of offense that's, that's operating in other people um, because they what the spirit of offense does to those people. It's not like they're walking around saying, OK, it's not like they calling on the name of Satan and telling him that he can use them. Uh, what he does is he torments them. That's what he does. He torments them. So remember, I said that sometimes it's, it's not the people like you're really not going to care too much about people that you really don't know. You're not going to care about what they think. But oftentimes it's the people that you look up to that you care about that, you know, like if you look up to them, people that you admire, uh, people that you think positively about, those are the people that it hurts. Like if you think um, that they're upset with you, if you think that they're posting about you or what have you, and that's what the enemy does. He finds the people that you look up to. He finds the people that you admire. Um, and then he may give you boldness, for example. Maybe you get bold enough to get in their inbox and you, you inbox them and you say, just wanted to say, woman of God, I, I admire you. I thank God for you. Your voice is needed in this generation or what have you. Now, if you're dealing with somebody who's an influencer, they're probably not going to respond. It's not personal. It's just that they have a thousand people that are inboxing them. And honestly, whenever they do respond to people, people are going to try to keep up. The, they're going to try to keep up the conversation. Um, they're going to keep on coming back and, you know, they're going to keep sending and they're going to be like, okay, so now I got this problem now. So I got this problem now. So you, you inbox this person that you look up to somebody that you admire, somebody you actually care about what they think. Uh, but the person doesn't respond. You see seen and they don't respond. Not a big deal. If you are mature, then you know that it's not personal, but then the person takes to their Facebook page and they say something that can be related to, to what you said, right? They say something that could be related to what you said. So they say, let's say if you inbox them, you say, I really admire you. I look up to you. I thank God for you or what have you. And let's say you're a sister and you you reached out to another sister and that sister comes out there and she says, uh, she posts up. Uh, first and foremost, y'all, y'all need to understand not to interrupt people because at the end of the day, we all got a life. Now, she may be talking about, let's say she has a physical church. She may be aiming at somebody at her church. She may be aiming her post or she may not even be aiming at anybody in general. She may be having a thought that um, she may be having a thought that somebody said something. Right. Um, well, not that. I'm sorry. I got a text message. That's what distract me, distracted me. But 
she may have it. She may be having a thought about something that happened in the past with somebody else, but it happens to coincide with the post where her, you inboxing her and she genuinely isn't thinking about that. It's not even on her mind. Like she, she's got like eight or 80 uh, inbox messages that are similar to yours. So she's not thinking about you, but she goes and she posts up. She says, um, first and foremost, y'all need to be considerate of people's time. Don't be getting in folks inboxes thinking that they are supposed to stop what they're doing and talking to you to, to talk to you. Now, she may have just gotten off the phone with a pastor friend of hers and a pastor friend says, hey, you know, there's this girl that um, is doing a video about me. So I got an exposed video. And you like she like what? And he's like, yeah, I got an exposed video. This girl. So what happened was she got in my inbox some time ago, probably about three months ago. And I didn't respond to her because, you know, the inbox is full. I, I didn't respond to her. I looked at the status and I was, you know, I looked at the message and I was like, okay. And I didn't respond to her. Well, I guess she got offended. She sent me another message. Another time it was relatively offensive. And obviously I didn't respond to that. So the next thing you know, she did an inbox or she did a, she's doing a live video on me and, um, in her live video, she's accusing me of being a money grubber. She's accusing me of a lot of evil things. So that person now, if you know, he may be sharing that with you in that moment, you may feel like, oh, man, I got to address this because that's not the first time that's happened. I got other friends that that has happened to and what have you. So you address it, but you're not thinking about the folks that are in your inbox currently who are expressing their love and admiration for you. You're not aiming at them, but to them. It's going to feel like you're aiming. Some of them, for the most part, they'll try not to overthink. Others, they really don't have a guard up. This is why the Bible says, guard your heart for out of it pours the issues of life. They have no guard up. They have no guard up. So consequently, they think you're talking about them. So that girl that's in your inbox, that she looks at that message and she looks at that post. And you know what? Her heart sinks. And she thinks to herself, man, I was just expressing my admiration for this woman. Why would she do something like this? It hurts because she cared about what that woman thought. She cared about what that woman thought. That's why it hurts. So in that, she will internalize it. She will become angry with the woman. She may unfollow her and she may even post up some negative stuff or what have you. And then she started going through some stuff. Now, I know some people will say, well, Tiffany, shouldn't a leader exercise a measure of um, wisdom? Whenever they post something up, honestly, you're just not thinking about that kind of stuff. So it's not a thing of wisdom. The leader has to have the ability, has to have the freedom to post up whatever comes to their heart, whatever God lays on their heart. Even in a moment like that, when they happen to be triggered, believe it or not, that 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 post, that message is actually going to reach who it needs to reach. There is somebody out there who may be you know, annoyed with a pastor because the pastor didn't respond to them and they're getting ready to post something up or they've been thinking about posting up something up and Satan been tormenting them. And so consequently, when they see that post, they come to realize, oh my gosh, because this happened with me, but they realize, oh my gosh, that's me. That was for me. Oh, what have you? So they don't post the post up. I'm saying that to say, you know, there are casualties um, in, in war, you know, people get caught, caught up in a crossfire. And the sad part is, is that a lot of people just go down. Now, that there are less sinister cases, uh, whereas it could be, let's say, for example, you, somebody admires you. Somebody looks up to you. They love you dearly, right? They, they think so highly of you. But then they turn around and let's say they come to visit your church, right? They come to visit your church. And 
they pass by you and you happen to be in the middle of prayer. They speak to you and you kind of nod your head, but they don't see you nod or what have you. They can internalize that. I'm saying that to say that the spirit of offense is actually running rampant and it's, it's, easy, it's easy to offend people. The only way that you would avoid offending people is you genuinely have to wear a muzzle. You have to wear and you have to become very hyper aware. And another word for that is fearful. You have to become very like extreme um, as it relates to not offending people. And what that looks like is you have to stop. Like if, if, if you're, let's say, in a church setting, you have to make sure you give eye contact to everybody. Now, that may sound easy if you're in a small church. If you're not in a small church, that ain't that easy. But you have to become hyper aware. Um, you have to just kind of look and make sure you're kind of nodding like a slave because that's what you are in that moment. You have to make sure that you are liking um, everything. Like if somebody inbox you, you have to respond. And that may be fine and dandy and start until you start getting like 100 inboxes a day. And that becomes a full-time job. And maybe you want to hire somebody to respond, but you can't because then what you're doing is you're paying people to serve a spirit. And so I'm saying that to say, don't shut your voice off because you're afraid to offend people. Uh, embrace the freedom to be yourself. Embrace the freedom to be yourself. I am a weirdo and I enjoy it. I am a person. I'm a laugher. I'm going to be in my house laughing and enjoying life. That's how I am. And I'll be in my house talking to my dog, talking at my dog, just walking around my house, enjoying life and not really caring about what people think. Um, because if I cared about what they think, man, when I did care, it was tormenting. It was torment. It was pure, sheer torment. I kid you not. That's why I know what people are going through. Whenever um, I have, I may have a friend of mine that reaches out to me and she says, oh, this person, you know, this person, this. And I'm like, child, listen, I'm going to need you to spit it up. Like, you lift your hands, you know, and I'll tell her like, hey, you know, that's not the case. Nine times out of 10, that woman's not thinking anything. That man is not thinking anything. And you got to stop, you know, thinking that people are aiming at you. The Bible says think no higher of yourself than you ought to. Uh, but what it does is whenever you do think so highly of yourself, what it, what it does is it puts you in a position where you can you 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 get those darts all the time, you know, because every time you look up, you think everything is hitting you. Everything is aimed at you. Everything is about you um, when that's not the truth. You know, um, I'll say this before I close. When it comes to leaders and stuff like that, just be very mindful that you don't you don't feel yourself thinking because I posted up something similar um, probably last week where and I had somebody to come and he had, you know, I was talking about. Hey, leaders are not aiming at you, aiming at you. And um, some guy came and he was like, well, what about the leaders that do that? And honestly, I had to make sure that I stopped that. I had to make sure that I answered him because I knew that a lot of people would come along and they would just come and start uh, co-signing because people are looking for a reason to think that a leader is doing them wrong. Remember the sheep, the sheep bite. But they're looking for a reason to think their leaders are doing them wrong. And I can honestly tell you, 80, 90 percent of them would be completely wrong. 80, 90 percent of them would be talking about, you know, something that they thought, you know, when a preacher preached and they thought the pastor was talking about them. And, you know, when he got back up, then I was sure. But it's demonic. It's not a preacher preaching about them. I've literally taken people through deliverance. That's how I know it's not accurate. Um, I've taken people through deliverance from that. I think about this guy that I took through deliverance one time over uh, Zoom. And um, that was one of the things he had. To, he'd been having dreams about his pastor. It was a whole lot of demonic activity. And he thought that people were aiming at him. It was a spirit. Um, and so when I took him through deliverance, the spirit began to manifest that that spirit even destroyed that man's marriage. 
That's how sinister that, that spirit is. It not only destroyed his marriage, it destroyed his relationship with his young kids. It had him thinking that his young kids, because that's how it does. It'll keep tormenting a person and it'll start taking them toward mental illness. Because, you know, most people deal with torment or what have you. Most people are not mentally healthy, not fully. To be whole means to have your whole mind back intact or what have you. Most people are not fully mentally healthy, <clears throat> but there are degrees that it's, it's diagnosed as a mental illness when it gets to a certain percent. Um, and that's what the enemy does is he eats away at the mind. He eats away at the mind. And so <clears throat> when I say most people, I'll just say the majority of people on the face of this planet, especially in the Western world, are not healthy. And um, because they're not healthy, you know, they, they're not considered crazy. They're not considered deranged. They may not even be diagnosed with a disorder because they still are, you know, in control of the, ma the majority of their brain uh, or their thought life or what have you. But the enemy eats away at their thought life. And. The more he eats away the thought life, the more out of touch with reality people can become. And so it can get to the point where the person starts to get suspicious and they can start dealing with um, schizophrenia. And I've had cases, I've had a ton of cases where I have uh, ministered deliverance to people. I did deliverance counseling and ministered deliverance to people who were dealing with schizophrenia. And I'm going to tell you, when they get to that space, it is uh, honestly, it is very hard to recover them. Because honestly, even when they're on the phone with you, they can get suspicious. They start thinking that, oh, maybe somebody paid you to tell them what you're telling them. Uh, how did you know that about me? And it's like, okay, that's prophetic. No, somebody told you or what have you. But that's what the enemy does is if you don't guard your thought life, um, if you don't pray over your thought life, the enemy will eat away at your thinking. And, you know, he will always make you feel like people are talking about you, frustrated with you, angry with you. And let me say this, this message, I promise you, is not aimed at anybody because I can do this type of message. And if, if you know me personally, I can tell you a lot of people will start thinking, well, maybe Tiffany thinking about me. Maybe No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's the premise of, or this is the purpose of this message is to get you to stop thinking like that. You know, I, I have, I've had to, um, some of the people that were in my life, I've had to push them out of my life or not so necessarily push them out of my life, but put space between me and them because they thought like that. And I realized that you got to be careful who you allow close because they didn't realize because of their bondage, because they were being tormented, that the enemy was using them to have. They were walking around with muzzles in their hand. Um, and it got to the point where, you know, if somebody reached out to me, and they say Tiffany was that post about me. I knew right then and there that person is not guarding their heart and they can't be that close because they don't guard their heart. Um, and I don't mind, let me say this. I don't mind if a person asks me that. I'm not saying that if you ask me that, that I'm, I'm going to push you away. I am saying that if I see that repeatedly, or if I see that the person's behavior shifts, um, what have you, you know, if I see those type of things, then I know that that person's heart is not guarded. And consequently, the enemy is tormenting that person. It is real sheer torment. So to not just protect me, but to protect them. From that torment, a lot of times, and every leader does that, most leaders do that, especially if we are into deliverance, um, to protect them from dealing with the torment. A lot of times we will have to put space between ourselves and that person uh, because we know that the enemy is going to torment them. And unfortunately, they're going to let him. They're going to listen to him and they're going to he's going to and the devil. What he does is he makes sense of it. You know, he's going to make it make sense. He's going to point out like similarities and stuff that you went through, similarities and stuff that you shared with them. And you're going to feel like I shared that with you in confidentiality. And it's like, no, you when you when you sat back and said, for example, that you dealt with lust, we couldn't stop preaching about lust. If you sat back and said you watch porn and you struggle with masturbation, we still had to preach about it. So we can't not we can't just stop preaching about something just because you share it with us in confidentiality that you were dealing with that. We got to preach about it. So just keep that in mind because 
if you say, hey, you call to leaders and you want to walk, work, walk close with leaders, a lot of times some rejection you can feel is because leaders have to intentionally push you back because whenever you're too close, you're easily offended and you're, you're, dealing, you're being tormented by the enemy. Um, but until you take control of your mind, um, people have to keep you at bay. Um, and it's not that you're a bad person. It's not that people think that you're a bad person. It's just that out of care and concern for you, it's better to go ahead and let you be over, you know, at a distance so that you're not tormented as opposed to allowing you too close. And then you're dealing with torment. And if you're dangerous, um, you know, because there are people out there that have allowed the enemy to eat them away to the point where they got really dangerous. Right. They got really dangerous and they actually went out there and hurt people because of stuff that was going on in their mind that wasn't true. And here's how cruel the enemy is. After they just shot up a place and act crazy and did some stupid stuff, once they get to prison, that's when the enemy lifts and that's when sense hits them. That's when it hits them that they weren't that preacher wasn't preaching about them. And that's when the enemy starts tormenting them, like, look at you, you killed a man of God, you hurt a woman of God, you did this, you did that. And the next thing you know, you know, now they're in prison all suicidal. Anyhow, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.